you're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. It is the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Waits, the Fearless Business Coach. I've got an amazing guest today. His name is Robert Craven. He is the founder of Grow Your Digital Agency Initiative and the MD of the Director Center, and also uh, author of two amazing books, uh, the first one, which was Grow Your Digital Agency, and the second one, Kickstart Your Business. And we, that's where we're going to kickstart things off with, Robert, actually. Uh, so first of all, welcome to the podcast, Robert. It's great to have you on. It's great to be here. And uh, so kickstart your business. So the bit which I'm going to kind of lead with here is your foreword was written by uh, uh, none other than Sir Richard Branson. That's an accolade. How did that come about? Wow. Well, I mean, how long, have you, <laughs> how long, how long have you got? I was working at, oh, I was working at Warwick Business School as director of consulting uh, for the SME Centre, Small Business Centre, running programs for fast, fast track, high growth entrepreneurs. And I got uh, approached by someone saying, mm, uh, Virgin want, it was a very well-known university, one of two, one of two possible names, uh, and uh, saying, we've been approached by Virgin saying they want to do a book series with us, but we didn't feel that we were practical and hands-on and realistic enough. Do you know anyone who might want to do that? So I said, well, funnily enough, I'll do that. So I became, uh, independent of Warwick Business School, I became a series editor, uh, created a joint venture between Warwick Business School and Virgin. Virgin felt that they did, their brand wasn't strong enough in business to promote business books, and, um, which is bonkers. And, uh, and I said, look, if I'm going to be the series editor, which I'd be delighted to do for my 2% of every single book that gets sold in series, uh, clearly, the series would need to have two or three books written by myself. So I got two books, Kickstart Your Business and Customer as King. Uh, and clearly, the other condition would be that, that, that Sir Richard would have to write the forward for both the books. So that's, that's how it happened. So I guess the moral of that story is if you don't, one, if you don't ask, you don't get. And something about that, that thing about uh, preparation and luck where opportunity meets circumstance type, blah, 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 blah. So I had to be there to take the call. I had to be in the right place at the right time. I had to have an offer that gave them what they wanted. I had to see things from, from their point of view. Um, and it was great. And, and suddenly I went from being this person who did some training to being an author. And at the time there's only one business book for small businesses, which was uh, The E-Myth. There, there, there was no other, there was no, if you ran a small business, and I'd been running a business for a number of years already then, there was no book to buy. There were no courses to go on. There was no business support. The banks were shocking, you know, and you made it up on your own. And um, fortunately, it's much better. 
Well, it's it's that kind of uh, I, I always talk about it quite a lot about the the dawn of the internet age being the um, it's it's a positive thing for business, but it was also the dearth of business in some in some ways because you know back thirty years ago there was only four hundred and fifty thousand registered small businesses, and today there's six million, well possibly slightly fewer after what's going on currently. But um, um, you know, and actually what I think that's um, created it, it's it's meant that there's a lot of kind of you know bedroom startups where the mum, brother, sister, aunt says, oh, that's a really great idea. Robin, why don't you go and do that for a business? And they they kind of look, people launch into these businesses without yeah. the relevant business skills, which yeah. obviously I know is something which you're incredibly passionate about. So yeah, I, I got absolutely hammered online. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, I wrote a, I'm not even going to tell you where it is because I'm so fed up with pond life and scum going, how dare you say this? All I said was that the, the COVID situation will uh, flush out the weaker members of the business community. That's all I said, because if, you, if you've got a decent business, you were making a profit and you did have, you should have deep pockets. And then someone says to me, how dare you say that? Imagine if you were a, a speaker or a trainer or you were in the pub trade. Now, I'm the chairman of, of a chain of cocktail bars. Yeah, who, we're not going to open until next year. We're going to be shut for nine months. Um, you know, the, the rents are one and a half million pounds a year alone. I mean, it's just, and we're not going to earn any money. You know, I, I, I visited 18 countries speaking last year. We run training programs. So I know exactly what it's like. You know, it's horribly tough, but it's, it will flush out the weaker members. But I think that shows a certain level of naivety amongst kind of the small business community in a way. If somebody's going to not, you know, you've got, you've got so much experience. You've worked with some, you know, top 10% of digital agencies across multiple countries, you know, helping businesses with, you know, get through double digit growth, profit sales, um, you know, and headcounts in large businesses. So you, you are a spokesperson for the business community as a whole. And it's interesting when people come back, you know, to you with that experience and, just, well, I guess, I guess the thing is that they they think they're entitled. It's actually what you were saying earlier on. Someone said, why don't you run a business? And and nobody says, just, and I do it all the time in the training room, just to be clear, we've got, we've got 100 people in the room, okay? So 10 of you will go bust in the next year. I don't know which 10, you know, it might be you 10 or you 10. And a third of you are incredibly vulnerable and will consider going, consider closing the business. So let's just, let's just be clear about, about what's going on. And that's existing businesses. When you take, when you take startups, then the numbers go, but, but everyone kind of, no one says, you are putting your house on the line. Not only are you putting your house on the line, let's be absolutely clear about this. I only know of one per two people who have gone bust, okay, uh, and they've kept their marriage together. The marriage goes, you lose the children, the kids lose their schooling, you lose the car, you're not able to get a job, you're treated like a pariah, people don't want to talk to you, all because you tried to do something really noble, you, you, you took risk, but, but it's, it's, you know, people talk about entrepreneurship. What is entrepreneurship? And Richard Branson, you know, it's not about taking risk. It's about taking calculated risk. It's about sitting down and saying, okay, what is, what is the downside of this? What are the second level consequences? What happens if this goes belly up? Can I, can I take it? Can I, because if I can't, if the cost is too big, then I shouldn't do it. You know, my thing about, about, about success is that, um, uh, it, it's it's about 
making those decisions, you know, but but being prepared to pay the price probably in advance. You know, it's about, you know, do it, but you've got to pay the price and you probably pay the price in advance. There's a, there's a great book called The Road Less Stupid and in it they talk about the dumb tax that you pay when you don't weigh up the second, third order consequences. Well... Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Like you know, we we mentioned. There you go. I've got it on my. Here's my here's my copy as well. We can we can share notes later, Robert. But um, it's Great one of the best books actually. And and it was so relevant to the um to the crisis which is kind of going on at the moment because yeah. I saw people re- dropping ridiculous discounts on their products. Where you know, like straight away day one lockdown, let's discount by seventy five percent just to get some cash in, and just a little bit of patience when the government started releasing some of their you know the help and the funding which they've been providing hasn't necessarily there's a few people who kind of slipped between the gaps but there was one person in particular who discounted by 75% in a week and I said don't discount don't you, your product's brilliant keep it where it is you'll still get clients passively it might be slightly harder to sell but just you know don't you screw yourself over and she got some cash in yeah look at me I sold loads of stuff a week later she's coming to me saying I'm full up now but I'm not making any more money what can I do and I'm like listen to me in the first place that's what you should have done so Everyone thinks bell curve. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't think bell curve. Think power curve. Oh, power curve. What's the power curve? Isn't that the same? Well, the power curve is taking the same numbers, but but but, but putting them in a different way. Eighty percent of profit comes from twenty percent of customers, twenty percent of sales, twenty percent of salespeople. Whatever it is, it's it, it just is. Wherever you look, the eighty twenty rule exists. But the really interesting thing, yeah, for me, yeah, is that. 20% of your customers will spend four times more than the rest will. So if everyone's paying 100 quid, yeah, you've got 100 customers and they're all paying 100 quid, 20% of them will pay four times more. They'll pay 400 pounds more if the product's worth it and it's got the value. Even more interesting is that 1% of your customers, one in 100, will pay 50 times more for what you do. Okay, wow. And this is a universal, the power curve is a universal truth. 95, you know, 90% of 90-year-olds are dying. That's the power curve, yeah? It's like the, 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 the a very small part of the population represents virtually all of it. And, and the, you know, in the same way that it's one in... 10 million babies are dying. It's, it's the power curve live. The power curve is just a different way of looking at the bell curve. So, so yeah, the, the Ferrari salesman is still in business. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've, we, I've, I've experienced this firsthand. So during the recession 10 years ago, or uh, 12 years ago now, um, we, we went from sort of charging, in my old marketing days, you know, my agency days, we went from charging eight pounds uh, or 10 pounds a month for web hosting and everybody else started kind of putting their prices down, you know, thinking that was a way to stimulate demand for their products. And I, I, I'm always doing the opposite of everybody else. So I went completely the other way and we 5X our sort of baseline entry level product for, for care plans. And yes, we lost some clients. We, we lost about 40% of our clients, but our revenue went up two and a half times. And the interesting thing is our support calls went down 80%. Yeah, so we've got a massive you're, amount you're of no time back. Dealing, you're no longer dealing with the pond life and scum. You know, so. And and I think that I think that you know ninety nine times out of a hundred, I think you've got to be really aware of of why you're doing stuff with price. So I think uh, so. I uh, you know my thing is always about put up the price if you can. I think there is a a, a sprat to catch a mackerel um, 
methodology, but you've got to be really clear that your scratch catch mackerel, free for a month, free for three months, whatever it is, you'll be really clear about what, what you're trying to achieve and, and recognize in that instance if it's a marathon, not a sprint. But also you need to fully understand the damage you do to your brand, the damage you do to your product, the damage you do, because the reality is, um, the reality is that the, the, that, 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 you know, people, you're going to attract different people. So uh, Perry Marshall uh, talks about ratcheting the, the gun. No, no, you go, so his thing is you go into a bar in the, in, with, with, a, with a shotgun under your, under your coat, you know, and you load it up, like whatever the noise yeah. Only people who know the sound of a gun being loaded recognize that sound, yeah. But those that recognize that sound go, bloody hell, there's a gun over there, okay? So in marketing, what we're often doing is we're doing just that thing where we're creating some kind of a noise or a movement so that we can find the people who recognize that noise. Sometimes uh, you, have to, you have to adopt a freemium model to do that because you may actually get to where you want to get to faster using a freemium model. The downside of the freemium model is, is one, you devalue the product and offering. And secondly, you're ending up with a whole load of people you've then got to filter later on. Anyway, Explain so- the freemium model, because maybe some of the people listening to this, watching this might well, not quite Well, the freemium model is really a sprout to catch a mackerel, which is uh, we'll, give you, we'll give you a platform. HubSpot's a classic example. You can use HubSpot for free and you get the basic model. And if you're only one or two person, you can use a CRM system and that's absolutely fantastic. But as soon as you want more than a thousand users or as soon as you want to email more than 500 people or as soon as you want to be able to tag names, then there's a little 10 pound a month or 15 pound a month. Another example of freemium model is Zoom that we're on at the moment. Anyone can use Zoom, but you're limited to 40 minutes uh, and between two people. Or you can pay £10 a month and then you're limited to, I think, 24 hours and 100 people, blah, 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 blah. So the freemium model gets you in. And my, my analogy would always be it's, it's a nightclub. So people queue to get into the nightclub if it's attractive on the outside and it sounds like it's interesting you want to get in. Once you get into the nightclub, you know, you can see where the bar is if you want to buy the basic stuff. But there's also VIP rooms all, all over the place, yeah? So what you're able to do is you're able to have your, you know, gold, silver, bronze within, 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 the, within the nightclub. So you want to create a queue of people coming into the nightclub by making it sexy and exciting and saying there's a famous band going on. And then when people come into the nightclub, you can give them some choices. So you can buy, you can buy a bottle of champagne for 25 quid behind the bar, or you can go you know, into the, you know, behind the, the purple velvet rope and the bouncer into the private VIP area, and you can pay £450 for a bottle of champagne. And yeah, you know, it's 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 a great model, um, but you know, just just remember the power curve, you know, and, and think about about whether you want to be selling pints of beer all night or a couple of four hundred and fifty pound bottles of champagne. 
That's it. And for, so we've got a lot of um, coaches, consultants, freelancers, sort of micro businesses who are going to be um, watching this. What sort of things could they be doing? I mean, obviously, you know, like I do with I've got a free Facebook group. I've got my books, which I give away. There are events which I run from time to time, you know, which are generally speaking free to attend. Um, what other things could people sort of do to sort of give that freemium model in a service based business? Give it away. OK, just bloody give it away because people can't do what you do if that makes sense 100 so 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 as an example uh facebook live every day do a one minute facebook video it takes one minute and about 20 seconds to do it okay so all you got to do is you don't need to introduce yourself because i know who you are think of what the problem is so you work with vets so why don't vets get more people in through the door that's the problem then talk about the, what, 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 that, what that means. Because without more people through the door, you're not busy enough, you're not making enough money. Here are two things that you could do. You could do this or you could do that, close. You do it every day. It's a drip feed. It goes out all over the place. I'm currently doing a 10 ways to every morning. Uh, and I published it just before I came online with you. 10 ways to. This morning it was 10 ways to get more more prospects, to get more engagement with prospects. And of course, it ends up with being 15 or 20. I always get 20, 50, 100 people checking in. I always get someone asking about something like that. If I was in consulting and coaching, I would be doing clinics. If I was doing consult, I would be doing check sheets, work, white papers. I would be doing uh, a LinkedIn uh, evergreen piece on my client problems. Don't talk about solutions, sell the problem. Do a whole piece about vets. Because you're a vet, you you have these following problems and the consequences of these problems are and the consequences of those problems are which means that just sell sell the pain and demonstrate your understanding of what they're doing uh testimonials loads of testimonials um declare what so so one of the things uh from uh Doug Hall is there's three things you need to sell. You need to sell over business benefit, which is numbers. People who work with me see their profit increase by 30% within, within two months. So over business benefit. Uh, a real reason to believe you can deliver. So that's uh, testimonials, case studies, affiliation, Richard Branson, Tom Peters, Anita Roddick, yeah. And a dramatic difference, yeah, something that separates you out from the rest, a money-back guarantee, payment by results, uh, the only person in the UK with this model. When you've put those three together, it, it, your, your offering becomes electric. And, and then you've got to create a compelling proposition, ideally a quantifiable value proposition. People who buy from me get this. Um, and then you take bloody action. Pick up the bloody phone. Commit to talking to three prospects in the morning, three in the afternoon. Do operation referrals. I mean, it's just like it's energy. Someone said to me, I did an interview yesterday with an old, old friend of mine. He said, I can't believe you're still producing content. You know, I'm doing uh, – after this, we're, we're, going to be, we're going to be filming uh, a whole piece on, on the sales masterclass that we did. Yeah. It's deliberate, it, the content, the DNA of the content is exactly, essentially the same. But it's catching people in different places at different times. There's, there's a little clue in there which you, you, I, we need to emphasise more, I think. And it's the, for me, it's, it's the um, guiding factor in terms of what um, 
uh, makes uh, separates the people who are successful in business from those who who suck at it, basically. And that is this, you know, because there aren't many people who are who are um, uh, into their business enough who will show up and do a live every day because they'll let fear get in the way. But the key thing is that they're just too lazy to take bloody action. Yeah, and that, yeah. And, that and if, you look, if you look at the um, the Atomic Habits, the successful Olympic weightlifters are exactly the same as the unsuccessful ones. Bodies, body mass, strength, potential. The successful ones know that it's incredibly dull and incredibly boring eating 10,000 calories a day and spending eight hours a day in the gym for four years, but they do it. And, 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 and this is kind of in praise of the dull, boring stuff. I mean, you've, you, there is these bloody Facebook things that say, follow my five steps and you'll be richer than your wildest dreams. It, th- there's a real grind to actually running a successful business. There's a real grind. Follow 10 people a day on LinkedIn every day, five days a week. Follow them, comment, talk to them, engage with them, build it up. It's an hour a day. Every day, five days a week, do the maths. What does it look like in two years? Yeah, but you've just got to get there. Well, you're obviously a man of charts and the bell curve. This is this is actually I see investing in social as like it's a compounding interest effect. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it's it's like every day you're just paying, you know, ten pence into the into the into your kitty, and gradually over time it all builds up, but also it builds up interest. You're building up equity in 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 your in your business and your profile. Um, but it's strange. Why do you think people don't see the value in doing that? Why do you, do you think it's just because they're lazy, or do you think there's something else going on? Uh, I think everybody sells sells hope. You know, buy from me the ten ways to do this, and you'll be richer than your wildest dreams. And it, it, it feels like a shortcut, and you just need. And it's just the same as the dieting industry uh, and anyone else selling stuff. And and you know, I mean, running a business is really pretty straightforward, isn't it? It's have a awesome product that people really want and go out and find the people who want it and, and sell it at a profit. I mean, there's not a lot else in there. Um, but there are people selling snake skin oil or snake oil and, and people fall for it all the time. And, and there are some people doing really, really well selling snake oil because there's a endless supply of, of, needy people that's it i mean I, I think it's that quick win people want to jump to the sale and get the cash in too quickly and what that tells me then is well all of a sudden this business is more about it says more about you than it does like your client should be the sole focus of your energy in your business um you know the moment you go into a sales situation situation for example and you need to get that sale in order to pay for your mortgage and put food on your ta- table, it's all about you and you've lost focus on the client. Yeah. And actually, money for me comes as a byproduct of offering a huge amount of value to as many people as you possibly can um, and, and doing a job well done. Then you get paid at the end of it. You know, it, it comes as a natural byproduct. And the better you're doing it, you are doing those three things, the more chance you've got of making more money on the back end. Of yeah, it. I mean, in, in, in the early days, I remember my, my mentor, Rich, Richard Alston, saying, to me you look different and I go that's interesting because I've just won my first big client and he said yeah but you're different you don't you don't smell hungry anymore and I think you know in in the early days your eyes are wide open desperate to get a piece of work in because you're trying to get food on the table and clients can smell it and 
there's a kind of a flip round when when went from and the client saying when can you come round and you say should I come round now to uh, client saying yeah can we can we talk and you say uh, I've got got twenty minutes next Thursday if you can do it between eight and eight thirty and uh, I'm not saying you should deliberately do that I'm not saying you should fake it till you make it blah 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 people like to be associated with success they like and so on and so forth but I think there's different times in our in our grey haredness and our experience and our track record, you know, uh, you know, once you can stand up and say, you know, we had 119 clients last year and on average their profit increased 139%. Fact. People go, well, I want some of that. So, so, you know, success does kind of beget success or it should be able to because people can see what you've done and, and queue up for it. Well, it, it demonstrates that you also have like a, a repeatable process. And I think this is what a lack of small businesses are. They, they're never quite able to achieve, you know, working out what their magical seven steps are in order to get their clients to, you know, whatever the result is. Whereas actually when you've got clients coming in and getting the same results out the back end, it shows that you've like got a really clearly defined system in the process. I think also though, I think a lot of small business owners are really, un- they're, they're unable to, you've just said that, like you articulated your value uh, so succinctly. We, you know, you work with us 12 months, we'll increase your turnover by 139%. That might not be paraphrased, particularly, mm. you know, accurately. But I think it's that, that, that becomes your, effectively becomes your elevator pitch. You talked about the value proposition. So is there, is, is there such a thing as an elevator pitch or is it just a matter of, hey, here's our <laughs> testimonials. Look how good we are. Well, elevator pitches change all the time. But I think that, okay, so, so 30 seconds on elevator pitch. I do, I do a two-day workshop. 30 seconds, yeah? Dead simple. <laughs> we work with specific audience, the niche of the better who have a problem with, always talk about people's problems, sell the problem. The motivation away from is stronger than the motivation towards. We work with, who have a problem with, what we do is, they're not interested in that. They're not interested, you are, but they're not. What we do is, so that benefit, which means that secondary benefit. It's a secondary benefit we're interested in. We work with, uh, we work with Afro-Caribbean women. No, we work with, 17 to 20 year old girls who've got a real problem with bad acne. What we do is put them through a five day homeopathic treatment so that their skin clears up, which means that they can rejoin society and feel that they're a whole proper person. That's that end bit that they're buying. People don't buy from us for what we do. They buy from us for what we do does does for them. I don't buy from you because you've got your wonderful fearless consulting 23-step process or whatever it is, I buy from you because it means I can put food on the table and I can hold my head up high. And it's about understanding the the benefit of the benefit. Absolutely, 100%. And I'm a big fan of that. I mean, effectively as well, it's like people overthink things like elevator pitches and stuff like that. And actually, basically, you're just telling people what you do. And it should be that simple. Um, And and I always talk about... but But they don't. The thing is, you go to a networking meeting, whether it's on Zoom or whatever it is, and you go, or you go to someone's website and you go, I've read this three times now. You, you apply a, a strategic overview to a holistic um, process-oriented uh, disingenuous <laughs> manufacturing processes. It's like, 
Sorry, I haven't got WTF is that for a start. Yeah, I, I had a really interesting experience at a, a networking meeting uh, recently. I thought, because I was getting bored of the, everybody standing up and saying, hi, my name is, and then off they went. So I, I flipped it around completely and I stood up and it, it had the best effect ever. I started my elevator pitch off with, you are a coach, a consultant, or a freelancer. You're amazing at what you do. You get great results for your clients. However, what happens is you're running around like a busy fool and you can't sell any more than four days a month's worth of consulting time. At the end of the month, you scratch your head and wonder why you've got no money left in the bank. And everybody turned and looked at me and somebody came up to me and said, oh my God, that that elevator pitch was so impactful because all you did, I'm a consultant, you said exactly what my problems were. It's like, bingo, so easy. And actually, that, that elevator pitch, now we, I, uh, you interviewed me a while back and we had exactly the same conversation um, and that came off the back of our conversation. And I was just like, flip it on its head, perfect. David, David Heiner, who you may have come across, I, I was talking to him on a, on, a, on a meeting sort of, and I did the, oh, I you know, work with agency leaders. Uh, and he said, why, why, do you, why, do you do all, why do you do all that we work with? You make agencies loads of bloody money. I went, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, and I think you adjust according to who you're in front of. So clearly, if you're in front of a bank manager, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to spin it in a different way from if you're in front of a potential client, you know? Absolutely. You talked about LinkedIn earlier on as well. Um, and kind of just, uh, it gave us a little bit of an insight into kind of that daily sort of massive action about kind of just connecting with people. But yeah. are there any other good ways for um, business owners to get referrals? Uh, yeah. Um, so operational referrals, uh, commit to, I don't know, whatever the number is per day you're going to get. Uh, you need to have a referral script. So the referral script goes, uh, when, so, so it goes, uh, Robin, you were happy with the product when you were happy with the product, which I delivered to you. I know because you've already done the net promoter score piece and the happiness and you go, yes. And I say, and, uh, you must know, uh, uh, and it solved your problem. And you go, yes, that's all I want you to say is yes. Uh, and you must know uh, other uh, consultants and coaches who had the same problem that you had at that time. And you go, yes, getting a bit nervous. And I say, and and Robin, it would be really rude of me. I'm right and think it would be really rude of me if I just asked for those people's names and cold called them. And you go, yes. And then I go, so this is what I'd like you to do, Robin. Think about two or three of those people and uh, uh, phone them and tell them the problem you had and how I sorted it out and ask if they'd like an intro. And the weird thing is that, that if you do that, as you get to the end of all the yeses, uh, nine out of ten people pick up the phone in front of you. Really? Now, even, the even more important thing is I know that nine out of ten people listening or watching won't do it. So, so you need a you need a referral script, and you need some big what's it to, to do it, and you need to pull pull back if it goes wrong. So, so you need a referral script. Secondly, get an excerpt thing I call sixty six. You can get it off me if you want sixty six, which is commit to sixty proper conversations over six weeks. That's two a day, five 
five days in the week, two a day. Write down a list of 10-ish people you know right now, suppliers, ex-suppliers, customers, ex-customers, potential customers, phone them up and saying, in these difficult times, trying to understand how people are getting on. I want to understand what your world is like and how you're seeing things. They talk for 20 minutes about how difficult things are. Eventually, they say, why? What about you? How are things going for you? And you say, it's really interesting. I've just launched this new product. I'm trying to find managing directors. I'm trying to find vets. I'm trying to find dentists, whatever it is. And that's, that, that's the field I'm really focusing on. And they'll either say, ah, my brother-in-law's one of those. Let me give you their number. Or they'll say, ah, are you still selling that product that I bought from you a year ago? So your initial 10 lists will become 60 really, really quickly. And I kind of guarantee that if you follow through on those 10 people and the list of people those 10 people give you and the list that those people give you, you will get work. Money-back guarantee. Awesome. So, so basically what we're going to do, Robert, is we're going to cut the first 25 minutes of this interview and just take out that one piece, because I think that that in itself is like platinum gold dust, like pixie dust, fairy dust stuff that nobody really ever kind of really pays too much attention to. 66. Um, Look it up. Robert Craven, 66. But it's it, it, it it's just, and again, it's just a simple process. It's a, any old spreadsheets. You know, you can have a fancy PDF, but just basically you need something with the numbers, one to 60 down the side. Write down ten names of people you know. Talk to them; they'll tell you more. And you just keep on. You keep on daisy chaining, and and you just need the excuse to pick up the bloody phone. That's all. You just need the. And, and the reason is we're just trying to understand what's going on. We're talking to half a dozen vets or dentists, whoever you are. Ten minutes of your time. It's all about them and just wait for them to come back to you. Well, there's kind of no better time as well now. I mean, I, I don't want this to necessarily be a crisis episode, but we are in a crisis. Actually, there's no better time just to call people up and say, hey, how's it going? Um, you know, the, the, the door is already kind of open. People are looking for help and opportunities now. So um, I, I think that's that's absolute gold. Listen, we, we're coming to the end of the um, end of the episode, Robin. Robert. I could sit here and I could I could talk to you all day about this stuff. Um, let let the, I've got two questions for you, and then we'll kind of wrap up. So, first of all, what what are you working on at the moment? Okay, uh, we've just launched. As it happens, I feel like someone on on. Um tv chat show uh, <laughs> we've just we've just launched a member hub site the guide a member hub site the grow your digital agency member hub site which is a member site for digital agency leaders and and, and our kind of motto is you can you can go it alone uh, without other people and without the right material or you can go it with other people and with the right material and the member hub gives you the opportunity to have stuff which is written this week this month relevant to what agency leaders are trying to do right now it's all what we've just been talking about <laughs> yeah they tell us what their problems are we give them the tools to sort it out so it's a it's a live site we've just interviewed tom peters we're interviewing the head honcho at microsoft next month and google so it's like a great place uh and we're dead excited about it amazing so is that is that live at the moment is there a website it, address it that people can live, go to uh www i have to do that then i dot guider g-y-d-a member hub guider member hub.com lovely Lots. excellent well i will grab the link off you and pop it into the show notes as well just in case anybody sure. wants to go and check that out i'm sure some will uh, so my last my final question for you um uh is always a bit of a curveball so we're going to hop into the um fearless business time machine you get to set the clock uh back to somewhere in your past 
And I want you to go and meet Robert Craven minus 10 years or 20 years or wherever you choose and give him a piece of advice. When is it and what piece of advice would you give him? I'm going to give him two pieces of advice because he's pretty stupid. And he might, <laughs> might, might not do, do, I can see this guy's got one, put your bloody prices up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to do about four. Two, put your bloody prices up. Uh, and three, take massive action. Excellent. And was there a fourth one you said you were going to do about four? Yeah, take massive action. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of the whole sort of um, getting your your prices put up because um, it's 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 all about creating opportunities for yourself uh, and allow other people to kind of create their red oceans and fight and scrap over stuff yeah. whilst you're kind of enjoying um, enjoying the blue ocean that you can create for yourself. So, Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, honestly, I could literally sit here and talk to you all day about this stuff. Uh, so maybe we'll have to pick this up for another episode at some point in the future as well. Um, uh, and specifically, I think about pricing. I would, I would love to kind of pick your brains about that as well um, in the future. But thank you ever so much, Robert. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.